Welcome to Let the Money Talk podcast by Philip Capital India. A podcast that provides the latest analysis of the Indian capital market. In this episode, our research experts will provide the most insightful analysis in the market. Hello friends, this is Jaydeep Sen from Philip Capital System Income Desk. We'll talk about today's report called Running Yield later today. It is 18 September 23. Now you would be uh, seeing headlines that our currency INR rupee is touching all-time low, and we will discuss that context in today's report. Our conclusion is that the fact that uh, the headlines are saying that rupee is touching an all-time low is more cyclical than real. Why so? If you look at history around independence, supposedly the exchange rate was one is to one, one USD, one INR. And I'm told I'm not sure that if we go back even earlier, like say 150 years from today, the exchange rate was like 13 is to one. Believe it or not, 13 USD for one INR. So what is the point? The point is from those levels, like 150 years ago or 100 years ago, today's level of whatever 83 point something. The rupee has always weakened. So rupee weakening, currency weakening is not a new phenomenon. And what is the basic reason for this? We have a current account deficit. We have a chronic current account deficit, apart from some exceptions here and there. And why do we have a chronic current account deficit? We are a large economy, growing economy. We import a lot. We import crude oil. We import capital goods. We import consumer items. We export as well, but we export relatively less. So we always have a deficit. And because we always have a deficit, we have a uh, deficit of the current of the uh, currency level. So that is the broad backdrop of how things are being moved. Now, in today's report, we will look at certain uh, data points. So, uh, one is the merchandise exports. So, merchandise exports have been uh, decelerating a bit because the global growth situation is not good. The global economy is growing, but at a muted rate. Some countries like Germany, broadly eurozone, are growing at zero or marginally negative uh, rates. So on the merchandise exports, what is the uh, issue? One is the uh, apart from the global growth rate. One is petroleum. So petroleum prices being lower than ideal. Now mind you, even though we import a lot, about 80 percent of our crude oil requirements, we also export. We import crude oil, process, and export as well. So uh, prices being low also impacts us on the other side. So when we export, whatever extent we export, realization is lower. The contribution of uh, petroleum items on our exports has been lesser than earlier, and other items like gems, jewelry, engineering goods, um, and all these things. So global growth being muted, our exports are that much uh, lower than earlier. Merchandise imports are also have been decelerating, which is in a way good, in a way bad. It is good because it is good for the merchandise trade deficit and overall uh, current account deficit. But the bad part is merchandise imports also include capital goods, and if that is slowing down, that is bad. Uh, merchandise imports also include consumer items, so it is not really bad per se. But in case we import uh, less of consumer items, it means less of traction in our uh, economy. But yes, uh, oil prices being lower than earlier. Now, what is this meaning of lower than earlier? We will be seeing headlines of oil prices moving up. So, 22 uh, post-war. Post Russia-Ukraine war uh, breaking out, oil touched a high level, high at that point of time. 
from those levels to today's level, whatever the level is, 94 uh, approximately, 94 USD per barrel, oil prices have eased. And a month ago, two months ago, it was like 80 or 70 dollars uh, per barrel. So broadly, uh, oil prices have eased. So that way, our import uh, will has been lower than earlier. The good part is uh, gold imports have been decelerating a bit. Why good? Because gold is not a productive item. Capital goods are productive. Consumption items are consumption items. But gold is no, neither a capital good nor exactly a consumption item like what we usually consume. So on the merchandise uh, trade deficit, um, so we have data for August which came out recently and the deficit was $24.2 billion. This is not really alarming, but yes, it is better to have a lower uh, trade deficit. Saving this is the services part. So services exports have been broadly in a range and we have a services trade surplus. So one is merchandise trade deficit, which is whatever on the higher side. And then we have a services trade surplus and net net we have the overall uh, trade balance. And uh, services trade surplus is the saving phase. So yes, uh, including both merchandise and uh, services, things are a little uh, challenging nowadays. Now coming to current account. So one is trade, then current account, then balance of payments. On current account, things are relatively better. So in the quarter ended September 22, things are very bad. Trade deficit was very high, current account deficit was high. So from those levels till uh, March 23, that is quarter ended March 23, things have improved, current account deficit is lower. So what about this year, that is financial year 24? Uh, projections vary from agency to agency. So we have produced uh, two reports, uh, extracts from two reports in our report. One agency says 1.6% of GDP, one agency says 2% of GDP. So broadly in that uh, range of 1.5 to 2% of GDP, current account deficit, it is uh, manageable going by our historical standards. Now coming to the next aspect, external debt. External debt, of, of course, lower the better because lower debt means uh, lower outflows, lower pressure on uh, forex and lower pressure on our uh, currency exchange level. So on that, things are better. In FY23, external debt was 18.9% of GDP, which is a 12-year low. So that is a good part. Um, and then the other parameter is external debt as a percentage of forex. So we saw as a percentage of GDP and as a percentage of forex also things have improved. Now it's approximately 91% of uh, forex reserves which is better than um, earlier. Our forex reserves just a shade below 600 billion which is uh, reasonable. The relevance of this is that this is the ammunition with the RBI if and when they are required to do a defense of the currency level by supplying USD in the market. So as we said, um, INA has a long history of weakening. Uh, in January 2008, it was like 39.2. From that, today's level of like 83.07, yes, it has weakened. But over the last year or so, the rupee has been broadly stable, broadly in the range of 81 to 83 uh, to the USD. Exceptions are there. So broadly 81 to 83 have not, no real breach and also to be seen, uh, the US Fed, they have high rates from approximately 0%, 0 to 0 quarter to almost 5 hour, 5 quarter, 5 hour. In the face of such uh, strong uh, rate hike in the US, our currency has remained more or less stable, 81 to 83. And that is the point, there is no major alarm. Uh, DXY level is important, what is DXY? DXY is the global measure of the strength of the USD against six uh, major global currencies. So DXY touched a high of 114 in September last year. 
we came to 100, just below 100 levels in July this year. Now it has pulled back to 105.3. So even in the face of US Fed rate hikes and DXY pullback from sub 100 to 105.3, our currency has broadly been stable. Our peer group ADXY, that is Asian Dollar Index, that also has weakened. So our weakening is weakening is kind of at par with the peer group, which is the Asian fact, Asian fact. So, uh, net net what we see is that the rupee being um, more or less in a range, there is no real concern. There is no need for an interest rate defense. Interest rate defense means the central bank of the currency hiking interest rates, supposedly because foreign flows would uh, come in. That kind of uh, situation is not there and that is not required. To know more, please read today's report called Running Eat. It is today, that is 18 September 23. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please forward it to others, share it on social media and leave a review. Follow this channel to hear about other podcasts. This podcast was prepared by Philip Capital India Private Limited. The information provided with this podcast is only for educational purposes and should not be considered as financial advice and this does not take into account any specific investment objectives, financial situations and neither do we warrant the correctness or accuracy of any information mentioned herein. The information and any analysis forecast, projections, expectations and opinions have been obtained from public sources which Philip Capital Research believes to be reliable. Philip Capital, its group entities and any of its representatives shall not be liable for any loss of any nature whatsoever caused or suffered owing to inaccurate or incomplete information mentioned herein.